them, everyone will get to see it soon. Within a week, uh, I will be in a position to release the port to the public, and then I will uh, engage with the chairman of both judiciary committees. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says he's comfortable with what will be made public. I think it really gets down to a question whether you trust Bill Barr or not. And I do. On immigration, the president says that he won't bring back the policy of separating migrant children from their parents, although he says the program was a good deterrent. This is USA Radio News. The tradition. The suspense. The race. The Kentucky Derby is the pinnacle of horse racing. Rocket Mortgage is giving away 20 VIP trips to witness the Kentucky Derby in person. And one lucky winner will receive $250,000. Use it to purchase your dream home or pay off your mortgage. Enter today at homestretchsweepstakes.com. The fashion, the mint juleps, the parties. This is your opportunity to experience it all firsthand thanks to the Rocket Mortgage Homestretch Sweepstakes. Enter for your chance to win $250,000 and one of 20 VIP trips to the Kentucky Derby. The Rocket Mortgage Homestretch Sweepstakes. Enter today at homestretchsweepstakes.com. No purchase necessary. 21 years or older. Ends on April 7, 2019. Homestretchsweepstakes.com. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Blizzard warnings are up for parts of the nation's midsections, including areas that saw deadly flooding last month. Meteorologist Mike Schichtel at the National Weather Service. There's actually potential for one to two feet of snow for areas uh, extending from the north central high plains out through in particular South Dakota and into um, the upper Midwest. In addition to snow, regions from Idaho to Colorado could see flooding, avalanches and fires flaring up with high winds. Full House star Lori Laughlin, her husband and 14 other parents now face an additional charge of money laundering in the college admission scandal. All of the parents connected to this college admission scheme were originally charged with a criminal complaint and one federal charge. The government has been saying that if you don't plead or cooperate, you will face an additional charge. Actress Felicity Huffman will plead guilty to her role in the scheme in May. You're listening to USA Radio News. Las Vegas celebrates the 45th annual UNL Vino. Thursday, April 11th at the Keep Memory Alive Center. It's bubblicious. Delight in champagne and sparkling wine selections. On Friday, April 12th, it's Sake Fever at Red Rock Casino, where the East meets West. And for the final event, it's the Grand Tasting on Saturday, April 13th at the Mirage Event Center. This centerpiece event is an illustrious array of wines and cuisines. Take a sip for scholarships. It's UNL Vino 2019. Vegas. I am the man you call Jigsaw. And I want to play a game. You and your group will show up at an undisclosed location and be given a chance at redemption. Las Vegas, now is your moment of truth. The clock is ticking. Let the games begin. For more information, visit SawEscapeRoom.com. 
As a three-time international award-winning restaurant, Joe's New York Pizza uses only the freshest and best available ingredients. From giant slices of hand-tossed pie to calzones, strombolis, fingers and wings, Joe's serves all your favorites. Stop in for a slice at one of their two Las Vegas locations at Paradise and Harmon or South Las Vegas Boulevard, or you can check out their menu at joesnewyorkpizzalv.com. Since 1961, Wiener Schnitzel is home of the most wanted hot dogs, burgers, chili dogs, corn dogs, and chili cheese fries. With nearly 350 locations, Wiener Schnitzel is the world's largest hot dog chain, serving over 120 million hot dogs a year. And for over 50 years, Wiener Schnitzel has become famous for its one-of-a-kind chili made from a secret recipe. Check out the menu at wienerschnitzel.com and stop by 1760 South Rainbow on the corner of Rainbow and Oki. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. Give me the green light, cause I'm ready to go. Get ready to kick it up a notch. If you live and breathe sports, then this is the place to get your hot takes. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. Vegas Sports Hub. With your host, Ian Rakelli, on KSHP AM 1400. Or stream the show live at KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and get ready for Vegas Sports Hub with Ian Rakelli. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ian Rakelli, and welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. And, Ian, uh, uh, your mic isn't down. There, well, yeah, there you well, go. Now my mic's officially down. Well, there thank you, you go. See, well that's, see, that's why I have a co-host, <laughs> and Ethan Gettemeyer. Yeah, I don't know if they heard any of that, so you might want to restart. My name is Ian Rakelli. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400. It's time to get in some hockey, so you know what time it is. You know, one of these days we have to get Chelsea Dagger in this. <laughs> Let's get the Blackhawks going. All right, I, I had fun dancing. Yeah. I cannot Thank dance you. like Ethan. See, <laughs> Ethan cannot. has a fun time dancing, and we he have does. Stevie Slapshot here in the studio. How you doing, boys? We're doing great. You know, Good to have you back. Yeah, Thank it's, you. It's been Good a be while. Back. It's been a while. Yeah. Now, we're going to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's right around the corner, starting tomorrow. I want to get into some of the matchups for this upcoming series and get your thoughts from both of you. Now, the Washington Capitals, the reigning Stanley Cup champions, even though some people in Vegas don't want to hear that, <laughs> they're going to be facing the Carolina Hurricanes, the brass bonanza of the NHL. Is this going to be an entertaining series? Uh, I I think it might be. I, I'm curious to see if, you know, the Carolina Hurricanes continue this, uh, their uh, their surge, their little after-win after, after win, uh, dancing or whatever they want to call it, you know, where they slam dunk a ball. You know, all that. I'm curious to see if they're going to do that if in the playoffs if they win, which if they do, should be interesting, but I don't think the Capitals would really want that at their expense. I don't think it's going to be that entertaining. I'm going to go the other way. I, th- I think Washington pretty much takes care of these guys. I just 
Washington's got far too much firepower. And you know the interesting thing about Washington, you talk about them being the Stanley Cup uh, champions. No letdown this year. N- normally, you know, after a good season like that, teams will kind of take the foot off the gas because oh, we can just cruise right, through the regular hangover. season. Yeah, not not the case with this Capitals team, and I, I think they handle Carolina pretty easily. Right. Do you see it as a clean sweep? I I hope not because I'm I'm probably going to have Carolina game one. Um, I I like playing dogs in the playoffs. Um, I, I would say four to one though is probably about what I think about this series. Okay. What I like about the Washington Capitals, what I like about them is the fact that they had a solid second half. They had a very solid season overall, but that yeah. second half, they picked up momentum. And I think that momentum is going to carry them in this playoff series. You have one of the greatest goal scorers that we've ever seen in recent years. I mean, what is he going to win? The eighth straight Rocket Richard trophy? He's, he's amazing. I, I, I thought a couple of years ago that he, he was slowing down, and obviously he's not. Uh, Ovi's, Ovi's going to put on a show th- th- this year again, I think. And, and you know, what is he? He's scored 50 goals how many consecutive seasons now? He has scored 50 goals six straight years in a row. So, I, I you know, who's to say he doesn't score 50 again next year? I mean, I, I wouldn't bet against it at this point. I, I told Ethan about this earlier. They should just take Rocket Richard off of it, put Alex Ovechkin <laughs> on there, the Alex Ovechkin trophy. Yeah. That, and I told you they might do it in the coming years, you know, when Ovechkin retires. that It might be changed from the Rocket Richard to Alex Ovechkin. But why wouldn't – why wouldn't – I don't <laughs> – Hey, just choose your words. I know. I, my English is lacking right now. Who wouldn't want to win a Alex Ovechkin award? You know, being known as the greatest goal scorer, one of the greatest goal scorers, and then to have your name cemented with that trophy – You'd be in the Hall of Fame with that. So, yes, the Rocket Richard Trophy is a cool name, but at the same time, it all the trophies might need a new name except Lord Stanley. Where would you rank him among the greatest goal scorers of all time? Top five at the most. Stevie agrees. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. He's got to be in the top five. You, you, you've got Gretzky, you've got Lemieux, you've got Ovechkin. Uh, who else comes to mind? Bobby Hall. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby and Brett. Uh, honestly. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll be Speaking of Bobby Hall, the Winnipeg Jets. They're going to be facing the St. Louis Blues in this first round. I'm concerned about the Winnipeg Jets. So is Winnipeg. <laughs> I mean, they're a team that if they get a slow start in this first round, it could end very badly for them. Yeah. Uh, well, St. Louis is a very scary team. They're a very scary playoff team. But if you look at their previous track record, the St. Louis is the St. Louis Blues' previous track record, they're not a second-round team. They've always been out on the first round. Except that one year they went to the Sharks in the conference final. Outside of that one year. Yeah, okay, so every other year after that, they've only been a one-and-done playoff team. So they have, they're have they at the golf courses early uh, while everyone else is still playing hockey. Um, so I don't think the Jets really have anything to worry about. I'm... If if I'm the Jets, I'd be worried about our goaltending, about the goaltending, you know, who's going to be in net to start the game, who's who's healthy, who's not, and, you know, all that. But I th- I, I really think the Jets are going to get it done. I, again, disagree. <laughs> I, I think I think St. Louis comes in really hot here, and, and Winnipeg has – they've just been a mess here lately. I don't they, – they had size and speed. The speed's gone. I don't know where it went, but it's gone. It was like the last – 
from February and all of March. It's like they lost everything that was good about Winnipeg. Yeah, they they still they still have some sides. This this could be a very physical series because uh, St. Louis is kind of plotty also. So so they'll be hitting each other and and they won't be going up and down the ice. Um, I, I, I like I like I like this kid Bennington. I've I've always liked Hellebuck. I th- I think Bennington right now is a little hotter though. Um, I th- I think this will be a low scoring series, and I I think St. Louis will will beat them. You know, two to one, three to two kind of games. I'm going with St. Louis here. Jordan Bennington is a very good goaltender considering his age. He's a rookie this year, and he really has helped St. Louis. In fact. Do you think he'll be the first uh, goalie since Steve Mason to win Rookie of the Year? I think it'll be the guy in Vancouver, uh, Patterson. Uh, Patterson. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll win it. Um, I believe that Bennington's only played like 32 games in that neighborhood, so I think I think that's going to be a, a, a mark against him. Uh, Patterson's had a really solid year all year long. I, I right. think, Pat- but take nothing away from Bennington. He, he in how many ever games it is that he's played, he's been fantastic. Right. Jake Allen was supposed to be the face of the goaltending situation in St. Louis. I don't think so anymore. Not anymore. I've never really been a Jake Allen fan. He's he's a guy that can he'll be hot for a while, but then he'll all, he'll be cold for a while. So so he's up and down. Um yeah, ben, it's Bennington's job to lose right now going forward, not not just in the playoffs this year, but next year and the year after that. It's his job to lose right now. We're going to move on to the team that everyone wants to talk about, the team that lit up the City National Arena earlier this morning. We're going to talk about the Vegas Golden Knights facing off the San Jose Sharks in the first round. I'm letting you know I'm worried about this series. When I look at the Vegas Golden Knights and San Jose Sharks, I don't think it's going to be an easy series for both teams. Not going to be an easy series. Uh, Neither team uh, was playing well at the end of the year. Um, I, I give the edge to Vegas because they have the better goaltender. Um, I think overall they, they kind of have the better team. That they, they obviously need to shore up their own end. They've, they've been very, uh, you know, uh, turnover heavy here lately. So they need to shore that up. I think they will. Um, they, they've had the Sharks number. They've, they've, they've beaten them more than they've lost to them in the regular season, and, and they won the, the, the series last year 4-2. to two. So they have that confidence against San Jose going in. Um, San Jose is a little different team. So is Vegas. There, there are some different players from last year. Um, I, I think Vegas is just a little better. I, th- I think I think they'll win this series, but I think you're right. This could go seven. Well, which side of Vegas are we going to see? Are we going to see the team at the last couple of games of the regular season? They looked rough. They looked like a team that really shouldn't have been in the playoffs. Or are we going to see the team that we saw in right after the trade deadline when they were hitting all cylinders they were going on all fours, and that first and second line was lighting up the lamp. I think you're going to see something in the middle. I, I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were here recently. I don't think that they're going to be as good as when uh, Mark Stone uh, first got on board. But I, I, I think they'll be somewhere in the middle. I, I think that um, I think the defense will be better. They'll, they'll shore that up. I, I think they'll, they'll play a simpler game, not turn the puck over as much. Um, I think that uh, Flurry will be a little better in goal than he was the last two games. It looked like he was trying to find his game still in, in, in the last two games. Um, right, he, uh, let up, he let up eight goals in two games. A, a, well, a, again, a lot of that was the defense in front of him, but he, he didn't look confident. He didn't look like Flurry. He looked, he looked like he was fighting the puck a little bit, and, and, and I, think, I think he'll clean that up and be better. Um, I hope 
that uh, the Knights will get more toward what they were when Stone first got here, and that's forechecking. They haven't been forechecking recently. They need to get that puck deep, forecheck, and then start the offense. And if they can do that, uh, and, and I, think, I think they'll get closer to that. Um, the, the other thing that I think is going to be real interesting in this series is Kane versus Reeves and how that plays out. I think that Reeves can get Kane off his game, and if he does so, that, that'll be huge. The guy to, one of the guys to watch out for for, Saint, uh, for uh, San Jose is Hurdle. Hurdle had a really good playoff series last year. Um, if he's on, that could be trouble. Uh, Pavelski's just gotten back. If Pavelski and Couture can win a lot of face-offs, which, which they're good at, um, that, that could spell trouble for Vegas. But I think Vegas is just a little bit better than San Jose. Let's not forget that San Jose has both players who have led in penalty minutes the last two seasons, Michael Haley last year, Evander Kane this year. So it will be interesting to see what they do in this playoff series. Ethan, I see you over there. You're basically dead silent. I, I know. What's well, your thoughts? Well, I'm letting you guys talk, so that, you know, it was fun to listen to. Uh, before I answer, I have a question for both of you guys because you guys were talking about how bad Vegas and San Jose was, were playing in the last couple games. Would you guys say those games were throwaway games? Like, they already knew they were in the playoffs. They had already clinched. So what did those games matter? I think that's part of it. I, I, Vegas was obviously resting guys. Uh, who who were nicked up and and some guys who weren't nicked up just to get them fresh for the playoffs. So I think that was part of it, but I think to the degree that that we saw Vegas, for instance, give away pucks in their own end, you don't want to see that. Uh, I would rather be going in the playoffs as as St. Louis is going in the playoffs than as Vegas is. Um, for San Jose, they had injuries. Uh, Pavelski just got back. Uh, Carlson, uh, did he? He played the last game, right? Yes. yes so, he did. so, so Carlson it, it ju- ju- just got back. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how those guys play. Well, it, it, it's not a given that Eric Carlson is going to be Eric Carlson in this playoff series. He's he's only played one game. So, how do you stop Eric Carlson in the playoffs? Um, I don't. I don't really know that you can. Uh, Eric Carlson may stop himself if if he tweaks that groin at all, and it's pretty easy to do. Um, then he's hampered, if not out, and that makes a huge difference for San Jose. San Jose needs him, particularly on the power play. Um, if if I was Vegas and he's in there, I would do all I can to stay out of the box. I like that. I like what you said. With Eric Carlson, can stop Eric Carlson because the same can be said for for Ryan Reeves. Because at the beginning of the season and at the end of last season, Ryan Reeves was this big, strong guy that you didn't want on the ice because you knew you were going to get hit over the past couple months Reeves has been scoring goals and not hitting we've seen him hitting guys like Haley and and Kane but that's only two guys out of an entire league so the same argument can be said that if anybody's going to stop Ryan Reeves it's going to be Ryan Reeves because he's going to be focused more on scoring rather than being the enforcer which is which is okay. Don't get me wrong. That is perfectly fine. But if you want to make it through this series and get and eliminate San Jose, you need a strong guy that would be willing to not only take penalty minutes to win you games, but who would be willing to forecheck, score goals, get assists, but mainly hit. You can say the same thing about Evander Kane. There were a lot of times this year where he took unnecessary penalties, which. Uh, to- <clears throat> And that's the thing last year, too. Don't forget that Evander Kane blindsided Belmar and got a one-game suspension for it. So that's still going to be on the mind. 
Do you think okay, that'll be so in the mind of Belmar and Belmar will be out for redemption? I think it's on the mind of Reeves. Because Reeves, if you don't remember, went immediately after Kane when Belmar got hit. So I think that's still in his mind. You remember earlier this year when Reeves and Kane had a confrontation. Oh, yeah. They didn't go to blows, Mm-mm. but they had a very long <laughs> stare down between each other. I was hoping they would fight. I think Reeves knows that he can get under Kane's skin, and I think that's what he'll be trying to do. And you're right. There was a point when uh, Reeves had racked up some some goals and was scoring at a pace that he'd never scored at before, and he started thinking about scoring. I I think he's gotten back to, okay, I'm a bruiser. I'm a guy who needs to uh, hit 11, 12 people a game to be effective. I, I, I I think that we'll see Reeves play the game that the Knights need him to play in this series. I hope you're right. It should be a good. It should be a very interesting series. Well, I hope so as well. I'm actually going to ask for your prediction. Do you see the Sharks pulling out a win against the Golden Knights? And do you think they're going to get over the Golden Knights in the series, or do you think the Golden Knights are going to move on? You know, and I, face Calgary? I don't know what to do here. I before the season began, I predicted a Tampa Bay San Jose final. So, I I hate to go against that. But as I look at this now, again, I think Vegas is just slightly better. I, th- I think this is a six, seven-game series that, that Vegas wins. See, I, I, at the start of the season, kind of towards you, I, was, I had Calgary and Toronto uh, in, the, in the finals. So uh, I see Vegas pulling out, pulling out the win. Uh, but kind of like Steve said, it'll be about a six, seven-game se- uh, game series. Those are good to know because we'll see what happens within the next within the next couple of days. It'll be interesting to see if Vegas can sweep uh, San Jose like they that's, did L.A. It's not, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But you never know. That's what the that's what's so good about the sport of hockey that and, is and the playoffs is you well, that, don't know what's going to happen. Well, speaking of not knowing what's going to happen, let's look at the Tampa Bay Lightning. A lot of people think that this is going to be an easy breeze for Tampa within oh, the no. fir- within the first round with Columbus. But my thing with Tampa Bay is that they've been a letdown in the playoffs years and years and years. Their only good, really, run was in 2015, but they they still lost to the Blackhawks. Right, exactly. But 2016, 2017, and 2018, they failed in the playoffs. They came really close uh, last year uh, before losing to Washington. Washington. Could we see Tampa Bay do that again, where they let down in the second and third round like they have the last couple of seasons? Steve? Yeah, we could. <laughs> yeah, we could. I'm I'm going to have Columbus in uh, in, in uh, at least a few games in this series. They're they're a two dollar dog, and I, I I think that they can compete with Tampa Bay. I, I I obviously would would think that Tampa Bay would win this series. But would it shock me if if Columbus pulled off an upset here? No, it wouldn't shock me. Columbus has a good club, and they've got a good goaltender. I uh, I, I think Columbus can compete with Tampa Bay. Interesting, you say that because 99 percent of fans on NHL.com have Tampa Bay making the second round. So I guess that's how confident everybody has with Tampa Bay. I think everybody's so confident with with this round because they know that Panarin and Bobrovsky are leaving. So I think that's what everyone was basing their whole judgment off of. Isn't Duchesne leaving also? No, Duchesne has another whole a whole another year with them. Uh, so Duchesne's going to be playing his heart out. Uh, I think Panarin and Bobrovsky are going to be playing their heart out. So if you have those three, because that's their, uh, pretty much their top three guys, uh, in, in a sense, uh, I, I, 
don't sleep on Columbus. That's all I can say is they're going to be a very scary team in the playoffs. They've they've dealt with teams like Pittsburgh, so they know how to move on. If Columbus does get eliminated in the first round, is Tortorella gone, or do you think he is staying for a little longer? No, he's gone. If if Tortorella, well, if the that's that's a really tough question, seeing as how many times the Blue Jackets have given it away and have been first round and well, think of the first round last year of Washington. Right. Well, I guess I think this was his proving year. Uh, so it if they do lose out of the first round, then he is gone. I I could I could see that happening. Uh, I could also see him staying because. Panera and Bobrovsky are gone, and now you've got kind of a younger team. He's better with a younger team, I think. So I, I don't know. I, I could see that going either way. I, I, it, maybe it depends on how Columbus loses. You know, if, if, if they're a grease fire, then, then he's gone. But if, if they're competitive, then maybe he stays. I think if maybe it goes around like a six or seven game series, he stays. But if they get swept in like four or even go five games, he's gone. I agree with you with them getting swept or going five games. I think he would be gone because Tortorella is a veteran uh, head coach. That's who he is. So I think Columbus is going to need a veteran leadership in that locker room. Tampa Bay, with them, you know, a lot of people think they're going to go to the second round, but who are they going to face in the second round? Is it going to be the Toronto Maple Leafs, who their fans hype up to all eternity, even though they haven't won a cup in 50 years? Or will it be Boston? The team that has done very well in this decade, if I might, if I might add, Steve, I know that you like Boston. <laughs> do you think they're going to get the job done against Toronto? Yeah, I do. Uh, again, I'm a dog player in the playoffs. I'm probably going to have Toronto in a couple of these games, but I think Boston is much the better team. Toronto can't stop anybody. They have no. They have no defense. Um, Anderson is an okay goalie. He's not an outstanding goalie. Um, I, I think. I think the first game is going to be pretty high scoring. I think I think they're going to go up and down the ice. But a, as we get deeper in the series, when you need defense, Toronto doesn't have it, and I just I, I don't think uh, they're going to be able to stop Boston. Is it going to be as physical as the as the games have been in the regular season? Because Toronto and Boston, a couple of times this year, they had brawls. Yeah, they don't they don't like each other, and yes, it will be as physical. And and Marshawn may be licking some guys. So, yeah, yeah, especially uh, Crawdry. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's going to be physical, and, and it may get, in fact, nasty. Even? Uh, no, Boston is not uh, beating Toronto. Toronto is moving on, and uh, I I understand where you're coming from with Freddie Anderson being an okay goalie. Yes, he is a very decent goalie. He's not the greatest. Their defense is lackluster, to say the least, but their offense, they know how to push the puck down the ice. They know how to... You know, clear the clear their uh, zone. You know, they're they're a dump and chase team, and that's what you really need in the playoffs is a dump and chase team. Because if you can hit the backboards behind the net and bounce the puck up, there's a chance that you can get the puck to the center of the net and get a shot on goal. So, and I know I've seen Toronto do it. They're they're very capable. They they've done it all season, about two or three times a game, and nobody can seem to stop it. Because it's usually Austin Matthews putting the puck in the back of the net. Toronto's top six is one of, if not the second best, top six in all of hockey. You got Matthews, you got Marner, you got Nylander, you got Kadri, you got... There's a good guy in the second line, I'm forgetting his name off the top of my head. Oh, Marlowe. 
So they got all these good guys on their top six, and that honestly is what's been carrying them this season. Their defense has been lackluster. Frederick Anderson, he has been good at times, but there's sometimes he can't save anything to save his life. I've noticed that his weak side is top glove. He's his he if you can get it top glove side, it's going in all day, all night, no matter what. I, I just think Boston's. We, we have to consider Boston's defense in in all of this. They've, they've they've got a good young defensive core. The forwards are very good at getting back on defense. They pretty much everybody on on the Boston forward crew plays a two hundred foot game. And and Rask is on his game now. He had he had some trouble uh, during the season, but he's back on. Should Rask have trouble? Halak has played very well uh, as a backup goaltender for them. So I, I, you're right. Toronto, Toronto can score. They can get up down the ice. I think Boston has enough defense to hold them at bay. The Pittsburgh Penguins, a well, team, that, a team that two people in this room have a disdain for. I don't know if Stevie does as well. But <laughs> when I look at Pittsburgh and you look at the New York Islanders, is it finally the year that we don't see Washington and Pittsburgh? in the second round for, like, the fifth year in a row. Okay, so I'm just going to say this. I want that to happen. I would love the Islanders to move on because I hate the Penguins, and I just I, I hate the black and gold in the playoffs every year. It's annoying, and they just don't need to be there. I think this is I, – I have a little suspicion that they pay the league to put them in the playoffs. <laughs> 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 All right, a conspiracy theory. Conspiracy yes, theory. I have Fantastic. a conspiracy theory but, that the uh, Penguins pay the league to get in the playoffs. But if you hate the Penguins so much, why don't you want them to face the Capitals so Tom Wilson can go uh, headhunt uh, Malkin? I'm, I'm glad you said oh, oh, believe me. I'm glad you just said that because I do also want the Penguins in the playoffs because I don't like the Islanders. But it's not because I don't like the Islander players. I don't like their fans. And I... I'm sorry if Ex- if you're an I, if you're an Islander fan and you're listening, I'm very sorry. Explain why. But I don't like the way that they they treated uh, Tavares coming back, calling him a traitor. You know what? He went to a team he grew up watching. You know what? Awesome. He grew up. That's the team he's always wanted to play for. He's not shy about saying that. But the fact that you have to go in wearing traitor jerseys and switching it out, switching out the 91 last name from Tavares to Trader, bringing in towels that say Trader, giving him the bird during warm-ups, doing everything, all these chants. I don't respect you. Well, I don't know. Well, this is the same team's fan base that chanted, we suck at the Islanders when they were in a playoff game. Steve, do you remember that? They were in a playoff I, that, game. I don't remember that. I, re- I remember the Tavares thing, and that, that was pretty classless. I, I get... I always am weary of throwing everybody into the same bucket. I, I, what was it? Was it, it was the, the whole arena? So, so eighteen thousand basically. Yeah. After right. okay, well that that that's not cool. Um, I, I I yeah, I didn't like that. I I don't remember the we are suck thing. I, I think this is a toss up series. I I, uh, I I really respect what Trotz has done with this Islander. They, they the Islanders gave up more goals than anybody last year. They gave up fewer goals than anybody this year. That's what Trotz did with this team. I, I, I'm really impressed with that. Um, Pittsburgh has the back class. They've been there, done that. They know how to do it. Uh, I, this is a toss-up series to me. So the only uh, thing that I would give the Islanders the advantage of is they're not 
playing these at the Barclays. True. They're playing it at the Coliseum. Well, that's a horrible arena for hockey. It is. The ice it's, is so choppy. Yeah. It sucks. But if Ask you're, Oscar Dansk. Yeah. Yeah, like the only <laughs> tell good, you all about the it. Only good, the only good thing about the Barclays Center is when wrestling is there. That's the only good situation. Well, not even because the ring isn't under the, under the Jumbotron. That, that is a basketball arena, and that is not a wrestling or hockey you, or you know anything. What? I just got to. <laughs> I gotta give you credit for that because you did bring up a good point there. No, that's a really good point. I, the the the, the, the uh, NASA Coliseum is a huge advantage for the Islanders in, in this series, and and should they win, then the Barclays Center will be to their detriment. Final matchup: we have the Calgary Flames and the Colorado Avalanche. Is it possible that we could see an upset in the first round with the Colorado Avalanche because they have a good top six? It's not great. But it's a good top six. But Calgary, best record in the Western Conference. They have a solid offense. Their goaltending has been it's been solid at times. And they have a very good defensive core with Giordano. Is it possible that Calgary could get eliminated in the first round? Or could they possibly go all the way, even? Well, in my like I said earlier. Uh, I have Calgary going to the finals uh, to face Toronto. I I really hope this is an all-Canada Stanley Cup final. Uh, But to the question, yeah, there could be a big upset with Colorado moving on, but there's also the possibility that Calgary goes all the way. Now, do we know how James Neal is doing? Is he injured still or... I, I don't know. Is he even if he was healthy? Would he be playing? I, I oh, I do not think he would be playing because the thing with James Neal is that he has had one of the worst seasons I have seen. From yeah, I feel agent. bad for the guy because he's signed what a four-year deal with Calgary. Or, yeah, I feel really bad. He's making five million a year. Yeah, he's making five <laughs> million a year. I feel that's really a, that's bad. That's less, for him. or no, that's yeah, that's less than uh, William Carlson, and yet so. more, and yet more than I make. So I, you yeah, know, it's I don't, more I don't, than I yeah. make. I don't feel bad for the guy. You know, the the thing is though. I wonder if Peters Neil has been so good in the playoffs in his career. I always really good in the playoffs. I wonder if Peters would take a chance just because he's got that bad class in the playoffs. You know, I'm just really excited to see how Kachuk plays. Oh, oh I know I, how Kachuk's going to play. Oh, he's going to play feisty, yeah. but I'm really excited to see how how feisty well, he is willing first, to get yeah. to well, win a game. Well, Kachuk, it's not going to matter in the first round, but the second round. If it's San Jose, it's Kane and it's Haley. If it's Vegas, it's Ryan Reeves. Mm-hmm. And we know about the history with Kachuk and Marc-Andre Fleury. Right. So the second round is where it will be really interesting. Now, final thing, because I have Stevie Slapshot and I have my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer, we are talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. I want to ask for your prediction, because we made predictions at the beginning of the year. In fact, I have that episode still. You can listen to it on Spotify. Now, when we look at our predictions... Who do you got? I'm going to start with Stevie Slapshot. Who do you have making the Stanley Cup Finals? Well, again, beginning of the year, I said San Jose, Tampa. Um, uh, Tampa, for sure. They're, they're to, to me, they're the best team in the East. Um, but the, the West is such a toss-up. Any of these teams really could make it. Um, you know what? I, I, I think I'll just stay with San Jose. Well, yeah, I, I made that prediction at the beginning of the year, so I, I'd hate to go against it now. I, I, I think St. Louis, if it's not if it's not San Jose, I, I would pick St. Louis at this point. And my co-host Ethan Gettemeyer. <laughs> uh, I have 
Calgary and uh, Toronto making the finals. An all-Canada Stanley Cup final. Dude, that would be the greatest thing on the entire planet. Are you trying to give this? Are you trying to give the country of Canada a huge heart attack right now? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, did you see what they did with Vancouver loss in 2011? They were flipping cars for crying out loud. Okay, but that was an American versus a Canadian team. This is Canadian-Canadian. Okay. So there's no loser in this one because okay, Canada okay. is going to win no matter what. Okay, explain to me why Calgary and Toronto are going to make the finals. Explain, I, explain I, that to me. Well, I know Toronto is going to make the finals because you have their top six guys that are just going to carry the team. They're basically going to piggyback the team all the way to the finals. Calgary... You know, you have Giordano, uh, Kachuk, Goudreau. Those guys are the top three guys, basically, for Calgary, and they're going to carry the team. So that is just a gut feeling. So you really have Toronto beating Tampa. How is that going to happen? Uh, by God's grace. <laughs> really? I mean, Tampa Bay has been the best team in the NHL, and you have Toronto beating them in the second round? That's very unlikely. Okay, wait, 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 wait. You're speaking... Tampa Bay had the best regular season, right? Right. They had the best regular season. Okay. Explain to me why the regular season matters in the postseason. It's all about momentum. I mean, we've been talking about how momentum carries going into a playoff series. And Tampa right. Bay has the most momentum. They had the second most wins in the NHL modern era. That is very impressive. Here's the, here's the one thing about Tampa Bay that I, that I would watch out for. If, if the first, second round, third round, if these series go long for them, and, and we think you know they'll, they'll take care of Columbus, for instance, but if, they, if they're a longer series, Tampa went full throttle for 82 games, right, to get that record. They're going to get tired. If, if, if these series go you know, five, six, seven games, they're going to get tired. They're going to so, get tired, but the thing that people didn't notice was the last five games, they were resting majority of their top line. Were they? I thought. Yes, they I, were. I thought that I thought I thought, I thought Cooper was playing everybody. Well, Coop, no, no. Cooper played majority of the players, but what I'm saying is, the last five games, he would take out certain players okay. to rest them throughout All the right. season. I, I, I still think since they went for that record that they, they that they were going hard right right to the end. I still think if again, if you know if they, if they if they beat uh, teams four to nothing, four to nothing, then probably not a factor. But but if these these become longer series in the first and second round fatigue could be a factor for tampa fatigue could be a factor for the tampa bay lightning when it comes to my prediction not many people are gonna like this but from the eastern conference i had the washington capitals making it to the stanley cup finals as i see somebody walk past me if he wants to come on and talk he definitely can now when i look at the washington capitals this team had a lot of momentum a solid second half you have one of the best goal scorers in hockey in Alex Ovechkin. A very solid goaltender in Braden Holtby. And let's not forget their defense is still very solid as well with John Carlson. So when I look, when I look at this Washington Capitals roster, and I look at what they have to face, in the first round you gotta face the Carolina Hurricanes. And you know what? I think it's going to be a tough series, but Washington should get that done. And then you're gonna have to most likely face Pittsburgh in the second round. And, oh, my gosh, who doesn't love watching the same teams battle for five years in a row? But it doesn't matter. Tom Wilson is going to headhunt Evagini uh, Malkin, probably get him injured by game two, knowing how it is. And Sidney Crosby will probably fall on his butt because oh, – I'm sorry, he's not going to fall on his butt. He's going to fall to the ice and plead for the officials no, to give him a call. No, that's where you're wrong. He's going he's gonna to trip over his own two feet and dive. 
Because that guy dives so much, he belongs on the Olympic diving team. Exactly. In fact, we should register him to go on the diving team 2020. Who's with me? Crosby I'm, on the diving team. I've, <laughs> I've had a petition out since 20, 2009, actually. Right. And then you go to the conference finals. You have Toronto or you have Tampa, because I'm going based off of your scenarios. If it's Toronto, I think that would be a very easy picking for the Washington Capitals. Because when you look at their top six, you brought up the point that they don't have a defense. Toronto has an awful defensive core. Their goaltending has been lackluster in this, in this season. And then Tampa Bay is interesting because you brought up fatigue. If fatigue did happen for the Tampa Bay Lightning, then, geez, the Washington Capitals, they'd be at right at the picking. They would take, not give. So I say the Washington Capitals and Calgary Flames are my Western pick, by the way. The Calgary Flames. I agree with you on that. A very solid defensive core. They're forwards. You got Kachuk. You got Monahan. You got Goudreau. Very solid lines for the Calgary Flames. So when I look at this scenario, Calgary, Washington, that's who I got in this final. I like it. The, the, the one thing I'd watch out for in Washington, defense not quite as good as last year, a, a, a little more. I, I like John Carlson a lot. But, again, Trotz had these guys really responsible in their own end last year. Not quite the same this year. So, so if they have a downfall, I, I think it would be uh, the leaky defense. Um, as far as Calgary goes, that, that top line had, had some problems here lately. Not, not quite as good uh, the last month as they were the first five months. So we'll see if that affects them in the playoffs. Those guys are really good. Um, I, I, I do like the – a lot of people you know, point to the goaltending – I think Riddick is, is good enough. You know, Hellebuck last year for, for Winnipeg was good enough. I think Riddick will do the same this year in the playoffs. I totally agree with you there. Riddick is a very solid goaltender. I know some people complain about the goaltending for the Calgary Flames. This isn't Mike Smith we're talking about. No. If it was Mike Smith, they'd be eliminated first round. <laughs> yeah, I, I They I wouldn't even be in the playoffs. When, 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 when did Smith go to the finals with Arizona? Was that 09, 11? Somewhere he, did, he didn't go to the finals. No, he, I, I, he went I'm to the sorry, Western, Conference Western Conference finals Conference in 2012. In 2012, okay. In 2012. So since 2012, Mike Smith has been a nothing burger. He has he been absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you remember that 2012 series. You're a Blackhawks fan, so obviously yeah, you that, that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that. Well, I also don't want to talk about Quimble being hired to be Okay, I honestly don't mind that. Did you see the, the picture that was posted on Twitter? It was uh, the Panthers logo with Quinville's mustache. I did not see it. I can, thought you, that... can you explain to people what it is? Yeah, it's the Panthers logo with Quinville's mustache. <laughs> I, mean, they, I mean, hey, look, you got Talon, you got Quinville. Correct. got a reunion in Florida. We were talking about this earlier. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a very improved team moving forward in next year. The, they're going to be a team that everyone's going to want to look out for. Uh, I told you earlier, I think they're going to be a playoff team next season. But that's next season. Let's focus on this season. Let's focus on this season. So our predictions was Calgary, Washington for me. Calgary, Toronto for me. And Steve. Uh, What what did I say? I forgot already. San Jose. San Jose and and Tampa. (laughs) Uh, San Jose not quite as strong on as as I was at the beginning of the year. Um, Do you think... That Talon went and got Quinville because he thinks he has the inside track on Panarin. So, so it's, a, it's a whole Chicago reunion in Florida. We were talking about a Chicago reunion earlier today. I think that's what's going to happen. I, they're no longer going to be the Florida Panthers. They're going to become the Florida Blackhawks. I think every the, team is going to be the, the anything Blackhawks, We basically. got the Arizona Blackhawks. We got the Carolina Blackhawks. Screw it. Let's make the Florida Blackhawks. <laughs> yes! Can we, make, can we make the Vegas Blackhawks now? <laughs> Uh, no, just me? All right. Oh, okay. Mom, I'm coming home. 
Yeah, you better be going home. You got that Chick-fil-A <laughs> coming up. Heck yeah. Chick-fil-A's right. bomb. Well, Stevie Slapshot, thank you for coming in the hey, studio Hey, I appreciate today. it. Thank you. I, I had fun. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Now, when we come back here on Vegas Sports Hub, KSHP, 1400 AM, we are going to get into the NHRA at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and we're going to talk a little wrestling. Yay. A little, a little bit. So we'll be right back here on KSHP, 1400. Experience the vacation of a lifetime with Dream Vacation Week. Enjoy a fantastic seven-night resort vacation for a low price at some of the most popular destinations in the world. Don't take our word for it. Hear what our radio shopping show listeners have to say about Dream Vacation Week. Yes, we went to Park City, and it was the best. Oh my gosh, it was so wonderful. To Sedona, wonderful. It was a really good, really good experience. To book your vacation of a lifetime, visit them online at dreamvacationweek.com. That's dreamvacationweek.com. Destination, South Point. 11 great restaurants, bingo, bowling, movies, race books, sports books, spa, live entertainment, oversized rooms, and the rates unbeatable. The South Point, Las Vegas. Book now. Online at southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626. southpointcasino.com or call 866-791-7626. At the South Point, Las Vegas, you're always a winner. Simple Subs is an innovative concept in sub sandwiches. They've created a hybrid in subs by combining the taste of classic New York Italian flavors using homemade recipes with the Las Vegas twist of including great sub names and zesty profiles for each menu item. And they're not just subs. Simple has soups and salads, snack appetizers, and desserts. Simple Subs is located at 5135 South Fort Apache on the southwest corner of Reno Avenue. Call them at 702-998-2555 and check them out at SimpleSubs.com. Best of Las Vegas winners each of the last two years. Glaze Donuts is a family business. Taste the passion and quality in each delectable handmade donut. Experience amazing fresh donuts at Glaze Donuts, located at 6545 South Fort Apache Road on the southwest corner of Sunset. Glaze is open every day from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're interested in large orders, please call them at 702-246-2888. Follow Glaze on Facebook and Instagram, where they're showing off all their delicious treats. And check them out at glazedonutslv.com. The man, the comedian, the legend, George Wallace, returns to Las Vegas with a new show at Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. George Wallace has been selling out comedy clubs and concert venues all over the world for decades. And now he brings his new show, Wallace, at Westgate to Las Vegas Tuesday through Saturday at 8 o'clock. Tickets start at just 65 and can be purchased at WestgateResorts.com. That's WestgateResorts.com. George Wallace, great for fans of all ages. Don't miss the legendary George Wallace at the Westgate. Attention Facebook Live Show fans. Join us every Friday at 5 p.m. for our big live shopping show. You can follow us on Facebook at KSHB Vegas and get notifications when we go live or just log in every Friday at 5. The Facebook Live Show is just like the radio shopping show, but on Facebook so you can see us and interact with us live. If you can spread peanut butter on bread, then you can find us and watch us on Facebook. It's that easy. We also love to do contests and give away free stuff. Don't forget, Fridays at 5 p.m. at KSHB Vegas exclusively on Facebook. The Sports Hub presents This Day in Sports History. In 2006, the U.S. Masters Tournament, Phil Mickelson won his second green jacket by two shots over Tim Clark. In 1989, boxer Mike Tyson striked a parking attendant when he was asked to move his car. In 1985, Chicago White Sox pitcher Tom Seaver started a record 15th career opening day game. 
1980, the Los Angeles Kings tied a NHL record with two shorthanded playoff goals in their series against the New York Islanders. In 1978, the Milwaukee Brewers swept the Baltimore Orioles with a grand slam in each of those three games. In 1969, Chicago Cubs outfielder Billy Williams hit four consecutive doubles to beat the Philadelphia Phillies 11-3. In 1966, Anaheim Stadium was opened for the California Angels. In 1965, the first game at the Astrodome was played. The Houston Astros beat the New York Yankees 2-1 as Mickey Mantle hit the first indoor home run in Astrodome's history. In 1959, the Boston Celtics sweeped the Minnesota Lakers in four games to win the NBA championship. This would be their first of their eight straight titles for the Boston Celtics. This has been Sports Hub's This Day in Sports History. Mike down again. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Ian Rakelli. Welcome to Vegas Sports Hub. As I said earlier, this is why I have a co-host, <laughs> so that way I don't, I don't have a mic to the side of my head. Could you just imagine time. like me not being here, and then you're doing an entire show with the mic up on top of your head? Yeah, I no one would hear you. Yeah, I can't imagine that. It would be my <laughs> podcast I did for two years. Oh, jeez. Now we have a guest on. We on our show. We have Sal from the Sports Circus. Yeah, Sal from the Sports Circus. Welcome to the show. Yes. Now, we are going to continue our hockey conversation because he overheard our Stanley Cup predictions. And, Sal, you have some disagreements on that. Would you be careful to explain? Careful to explain. I I will will not be careful. There's nothing to be careful about. You guys were talking, and I, I heard this from outside. I'm walking by the building. And I could hear you through the window because you're getting really animated. You're getting very good at this, by the way. Oh, thank and, you. And, and yeah, and you're getting very good at this, by the way. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm listening to this dialogue about the Washington Capitals. And then the one that really got me, which I'm okay with the Caps, the one that got me was the Calgary Flames. Look, everybody knows they can score. That they do. They score a lot of goals. But they're soft between the pipes. And remember, whenever you have... A bad goalie, even your great defense is going to do what? They're going to try to make a bad goalie look okay. That's kind of what's been going on there. But when your goalie is bad and your defense is average, because I would I would argue that Calgary's defense is average. I don't think that these guys, I mean, Giordano's good. Outside of that, what do you really have? Let's think about this. I mean, you got TJ Brody, who has been a lot better than he recently has been in Calgary. Okay, but but out of your bottom six, you really have one line that's good. You know, put put those guys together, and now you got a bunch of broken Coke machines. You got a German Shepherd. You got a bag of pucks, and now you've got a haphazard goalie. And what happens now? Your team is score. They're forced. Your offense is forced to come back. Right now, everybody's going to back check, and so now there's no speed in the game from the offensive side. All the speed has to stay back in your own zone and protect your own ground. Right? So now you got five guys back on your side of the blue line, and what happens? 
Now you're forced to play everybody back, and we can't play the regular game. Now, we saw that in the first 20 games with the Vegas Golden Knights. We saw a Schmidtless team, right? And right. so without that, what happened? We had very little scoring here in Las Vegas, right? We didn't have our quarterback bring the puck up, right? What happened? The Vegas Golden Knights end up winning a handful of games. Right, they, they couldn't were, score. They were a very average game, or a very average team, were they not? They were a very average team without Nate Schmidt. Right, insert Nate Schmidt, and now they get back to business. They get back to doing what they do, even minus Eric Howla. So I ask you, both of you, what do you think about a very mediocre at best defensive core with the Calgary Flames and a very mediocre goalie? Well, I'm actually going to throw one right back at you. Because, yes, they have a average defense. And to me, Riddich is a average goaltender. He's not great, but a, he's not horrible either. On a good day, he's average. He's an average goaltender, right. But what I'm telling you is that I'm going to throw one back at you. When it comes to the playoffs, what is more important for a team, a great defense or a great offense in the Stanley Cup playoffs? A great defensive core. Defense wins championships and pick your favorite sport. And we've known that for 100 years, and we all haven't been here collectively for 100 years. Right or wrong? Right. Right. Okay, so if you have a great defensive core, that means you can compete. And you may score. You may get an odd man rush. You may, you may be able to counterpunch as we go back to the early Vegas Golden Knights for this season. They were a counterpunching team. And the Calgary Flames are going to turn into a counterpunching team when everybody starts to pepper their goalie. Because we already know, just like the Vegas Golden Knights, what do they do? They peppered everybody's goalie. And eventually, they're going to get past them, right? And now, all your top-line guys, they're going to be forced to be on their, on the opposite side of the blue line. What happens? Right? Where's your scoring? Where's your scoring? What happens? Now, you say the Calgary Flames come out of the West, and I tell you, you're on the crack pipe. Yes. Uh, well... well. The reason I asked about the defense versus offense question is since you're talking about a great defense, what about a team like the St. Louis Blues? Okay, Please. what about... The, now, and I told you guys during break, as much as I can't stomach the St. Louis Blues, the Blues are actually built for a, deep play, a very deep playoff run. They've got excellent goaltending. A solid defense. Big bruising defenders. And oh, by the way, they've got some guys up front that could score. Not just Tarasenko. There are other guys in that club like that who? can't score. Jaden Schwartz. And on and on and on we go. There's guys that can score on this team, but they will bump you off the puck. They'll punch you in the mouth. And by the way, they've got a good goaltender. So I would challenge any other hockey analyst to tell me why. The Calgary Flames can beat the St. Louis Blues, first of all. I don't think they can. Now, if you can't get by the Blues, you're not going to get past the National Predators. Another rough-and-tumble, punch-you-in-the-mouth team. That's what they do in that division. How does the Calgary Flames compete with clubs with good goaltending, really good defense like Nashville, for example, and, oh, by the way, they can score. They got guys up front. How does Calgary compete with that? They put their heart on Kachuk. Oh, oh come <laughs> if on. they go, if, go ahead and put go ahead bet the farm on Kachuk. No, so okay, is so if Kachuk? you oh, or is it Kachuk? Kachuk? Well, that Which just sounds that just sounds like you you're choking. So I'll say it, that five times fast. Go ahead, Kachuk. Kachuk. <laughs> go ahead. Right, exactly. Are you a stand-up no. comedian? Uh, no, but are you a sit-down comedian? At a holiday in last night, so actually, yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, but no, but think <laughs> about no, it. Now, Ethan, come, I'm gonna come back to uh, you. 
With what? Uh, I'm just trying to think of Kachuk. We've had so many different topics of my... Okay, Chicken Little. Well, speaking of Kachuk, this guy is Kachuk choking. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. There's the high five that nobody could see. Yeah, no. But no, the fact is, look, the Calgary Flames cannot beat in a seven-game series. They cannot beat St. Louis. They certainly can't beat Nashville. How in the world are they going to come out of the Western Conference? So are they a first-round out, in your opinion? No. No. I mean, they've got an easy... Well, no. Strike that. They're playing Colorado in the first round. Are they not? They're playing the Colorado Avalanche. They got their hands full. They might not even make it out of the first round. Well, if they don't make it out of the first round, what would Colorado have to do against Vegas and or San Jose? Well, it's not so much what they would have to do against San Jose or, or Vegas because, look, Vegas plays a very different game than some of these other clubs. You know, if, if you watch the, the Vegas Golden Knights play, they tend to play an Eastern style, an Eastern Conference style of game, right? Well, it makes a lot of sense with their coaching. Makes a lot of well, sense. it certainly does, right? But this is the type of game, and you look at their collection of players, even their newer guys. You know, you, you take a look at uh, Mark Stone and Mark Stone, you know, being stuck in the Ottawa system, but being but playing against these Eastern teams, they play a very different brand of hockey over there, right? And so here you have a strange mix of largely Eastern players residing in the West that seem to have superiority over most of the Western Conference. Now, granted the fact that Vegas has been given – well, they've been – they've had their woes against certain teams. Like Minnesota, they just can't beat Minnesota, whatever it is. I mean, they, they have beaten them, but largely they just can't beat them. And every team has that. Think about that, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, hockey, badminton, whatever. And even you, Ian, you have somebody in your life that you just – for whatever it is, you can't beat them. Ethan, I know you have the same thing. I have the same thing. Everybody listening right now, we know that person – that we never like to play against our team because we just can't beat them. Exactly. It's the uh, Chicago Cubs at MLB The Show. Yes! <laughs> right. And, I, you know, look, you know how much of a Cub fan I am, right? They, right? they play 162 a year. I want the Cubs to lose 162 every year. Right. Just like I'm a Cubs fan and I hate the White Sox. But so why I would you hate the White Sox? Here, you're, we're completely see, digressing Sal, here. See, Sal, we're totally digressing here, and I'm going to tell just you stick with after hockey. the show. Stick now, with hockey. speaking with All Vegas right. about the Eastern style, you brought up a good point because five of their top six came from the Eastern Conference. That's right. And then you got three of their coaches who, once again, came from the, the Eastern, Eastern Conference. Conference. Exactly. And so the, the Vegas Golden Knights are a very good fit for the Western Conference because, look, the Western Conference doesn't see this style except really when they play Vegas. Right, And so that's why Vegas holds a decided edge over the teams they play largely. Okay, so Western Conference, you've been talking about St. Louis. I want your prediction, Sal, for the Stanley Cup Final. My prediction for the Cup Finals. I think it's going to be, I'm going to go out on a ledge, and I'm going to say it's going to be the Boston Bruins out of the East, and I think out of the West we're going to see Nashville. And why do you see those two teams? I, I can't, I, I, I would think... That St. Louis could get there, but I just think they have a hard enough time getting past Nashville. So if St. Louis and Nashville play, it's going to be Nashville that takes them out. And I think your eventual winner is the Boston Bruins. So you see them going back to basically a 2011 uh, style of play. Yeah. Except just against a different team other than Vancouver. You're going to see a grinding team with a ton of skill in Boston. They're loaded. They are loaded top to bottom. And then you're going to see a grinding team in the West. I don't know. I, I, of course, I want Vegas. I'm wearing a Vegas hat. I want Vegas to be there. I don't think they could beat St. Louis. And St. Louis, I don't think they could beat Nashville. And there you have it. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. Thanks to Stevie Slapshot and thanks to Sal yes. from the Sports Circus for being on the show. My name is Ian or Kelly. I have my co-host, Ethan Gettemeyer. Thank you. And uh, we will be right back here on uh, next week for Vegas Sports Hub here on KSHP 1400 AM. It's Brian Blessing, weekdays noon to 2 on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump now says he won't reinstate a protocol to remove migrant children from their parents. I'm the one that stopped it. The Trump administration's policy of separating families have brought criticism from Republicans as well as Democrats and promoted 